Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. It's, uh, well, it's weird because I feel like this topic is something that you would think would have been touched on in the previous, you know, two and a half seasons, but it literally took us halfway through season three before we're even. We haven't talked it. about this? No, no. Just mentioned it here and yeah, there? Yeah, it's been like, it's probably been like brought up like, oh, maybe it was this, but never once have we actually been like, hey, let's do an episode on this. That is strange. So. And I feel like that's going to be a common theme as the the podcast progresses is we'll be like, I guess now we should probably touch on fairies or we should touch on this or that or blah, 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 because there's just so much out there and we're going to find it eventually. Baba Yaga. Sure. If at some point you want to put a Baba Yaga. It just always reminds me of that guy from Ant-Man. Why does everything remind you of something from some other Marvel or Disney? You know what, Christian? This is not... I don't want to start the episode off with Marvel and Disney references. I didn't mean it. I just thought you liked that movie. This I do like the movie, but I also like Captain Crunch, and I don't talk about Captain Crunch on the podcast. You know what I mean? Captain Crunch hasn't been that entertaining since I was a kid, though. When I was a kid, those commercials were awesome. It's fine. I don't want to have to throw elevator music up like 30 seconds in before the actual intro music plays i made a statement mm-hmm. and then you ranted on it I, I was just gonna we could have just passed by it oh we could have just let it just pass on by but like, oh there goes the 400th marvel disney reference yay see you later well i have been expanding my viewing lately so you'll have other references oh terrific to you other hear that th- everyone yeah more is on the way anyway D- less marvel more it's other fine. stuff it's fine. You know what? Yeah. It's been derailed. We're talking skinwalkers. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Again, this is not only a terrifying topic in general, the stories are always kind of like eerie. It's also one of the, the few like lore that I feel like there's not too many people that are so afraid of these creatures or of creatures that they just don't even want to talk about it. Like, you know, you can usually walk up to certain people and be like, oh, tell me about this. Well, well, anyway, what it is is blah, blah, blah. And they'll give you kind of a backstory. But, you know, in I, most native culture, you even talk skinwalkers. They pull you aside. They're like, hey, say that again, and I'll beat the shit out of you. All right? <laughs> you know, like, Are you sure it's that bad? Uh, I actually re- I read one story where this uh, dude was, I think he mentioned or asked about him or something inside the house. Like, the, the grandma literally, like, pulled him into the hallway and was like, you do not say that word. And if you're lucky, nobody says that word to you. He's like, if you say that word again, you're never coming here. You're never, like, blah, blah. Like, literally, like, giving this guy the, the old what for. And it's probably some, you know, uncultured honky 
was just running his mouth, kind of like we are right now, what we're about to be. And that's something that we should actually probably preface before we even dive into anything is there, the odds of me pronouncing all of these words smoothly are pretty slim. Yeah, uh, I, I understand. Yeah. Native American words can be really hard sometimes. Yeah. Right? So we're asking for a little grace as we get into this episode that nobody bats a thousand, especially on this topic. And we're just people that are kind of fascinated by this topic. We mean no harm, not trying to do anything to upset anyone. So if we get something wrong in this episode, feel free to send in an email to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. Just correct us. You can do it lovingly or you can yell at us, whatever works for you. We try to get as much information correct as we can when we go into these episodes, but it's impossible. There's so much information out there that you're bound to get something wrong or, you know, just a little off when you're running through 50 different sources and whatnot trying to let's be honest though as americans mm. we are really bad with pronouncing things in different language compared to a lot of the world i don't know why maybe it's because most of the world speaks multiple languages mm. so they're able to transition better and americans refuse to speak multiple languages in a lot of cases yeah yeah so what we've gleaned from that is christian hates america anyway <laughs> Um, Not what I said. <laughs> take away with that what you will. Uh, before we get started, let's go ahead and make sure that Christian hits his microphone with his coffee cup. It's fine. It's fine. Just another loud spike. No worries. Do you know what's weird? You know what I noticed on Spotify? Pretty much every show that you can think about, right? Paranormal show. There's an option that says similar shows or shows like this, right? And you click on that and it shows you a list of shows that are similar to that show. It's like, so, oh, if you like this, then you're going to like this. With our show, however, there's no similar shows. And so it shows you nothing. And I'm hmm. like, I don't know if I'm complimented by this or if I'm insulted, but I guess you could say we're a little unique here in, in a sense. And that's fine. So that maybe that's why it takes a little longer to grow. But either way, if you're new here, slap a, you know, a little five-star review on, help us grow the show if you enjoy what you're hearing. If you don't, then just move along. Just take a hike, pal. All right. No, I'm not trying to insult just, anyone. Just email. listen to one of the subjects you like of, yeah. from our show. Yeah, how about you give that a shot, guy? Yeah, so if you can, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or literally anywhere that has a rating system, it takes five seconds. While you're at it, follow us on social media. You know, we love talking to you guys at Freaky Deaky Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where we post bonus videos and episode previews and all that fun stuff. And then if you're on TikTok, it's at TFD Paranormal. And I feel like TikTok is where we're getting most of our traction. Oddly enough. I mean, it's TikTok. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Either way, those are the socials. If you have a story of your own that you want to share with the show, hear it on the show or a listener episode or whatever, send it to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and we'll get back to you. We love hearing from you guys again. Anyway, I think that pretty much is all the housekeeping. We are giving away one of our Sasquatch beanies. So all you have to do is essentially share the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to do. And all you have to do, take a screenshot of you sharing the show. DM that to us on Instagram or Facebook at FreakyDeekyPod, and we're picking the person with the most creative caption or funniest caption. We'll just kind of pick one randomly, be like, I like this one. And then we'll give you a beanie. We'll reach out to you, and we'll just send you one of our Sasquatch beanies. So if that sounds like a good time, we're letting it run for another week, maybe two weeks, and then we're going to pick a winner. So if you haven't done that yet, now is the time to make that happen, all right? Before we pick a wiener. Before we pick a wiener. That's right. Thanks for keeping it light, Christian. Anyway, we should probably get into the episode at this point. I'm afraid. I am too, man. I told you yesterday, I was while I was looking into this, I was reading a certain stories and they were all good, but there was one story that was written so well and it was just so eerie to think about. And we're going to get to it, so I don't have to give too much away, but it wasn't like crazy, like 
you know, bone chilling terror, but just the thought of this happening, it was enough for me to be like, do I really need to go outside right now? Or can I just, maybe I'll just stay inside. It's fine. I've you done know? that. So and that, that's what happens with these types of podcasts. You know, you, you look into scary stuff and you're like, well, good night. And then you're alone with the demons and that's not fun, but no. we do it for you and we hope you all enjoy that. So, Everybody loves demons anyway. Yeah, sure. That's the thing. To start this off, we'll save the stories for the end. We're just going to start it off with a little bit of lore. I'm sure most of you are familiar with what skinwalkers are, but if for whatever reason you are not, I'm going to learn you something today. First things first, there's like 50 different ways to pronounce these things, 50 different variations of the word. I went with a couple of easy ones. Number one, skinwalker, obviously super easy for me to grasp. Uh, and then there's like something, it looks like Yenald Lushi. What's it start with? A Y. Uh, I I haven't heard that one. And my whiteness is showing very quickly in this episode. And then there's another one that is Y-E-E Naldushi, which is like either Ye Naldushi or Ye Naldushi. I might have heard of the Naldushi one. Yeah. So, uh, and that's not even all of them. That's like, like I said, there's like 15, 20 different pronunciations across different tribes and all that stuff. But for the most part, I'm just going to stick to Skinwalker. Essentially, Ye Naldushi means with it, he goes on all fours. Ooh, kind of creepy. Yes. In uh, in Navajo mythology, skinwalkers, also known as Yenalushi, are witches who wear coyote skins and travel at night. They appear naked, wearing only masks and jewelry, and tend to live in caves, storing recognizable human heads on shelves. Creepy. Uh, they are known to desecrate sand paintings by urinating, spitting, and defecating on them. They also practice cannibalism and necrophilia. Nice. That's what you want to hear. Uh, Yanolushi are also said to be able to create a pollen from ground human infant bones that when sprinkled on sleeping Navajo families causes sickness, social problems, and death. Yanolushi gain power by killing a close relative, sometimes even a sibling, often detected by the presence of strange noises, barking dogs, or dirt falling from the Hogan ceiling as they try to sprinkle their pollen on unsuspecting families. I don't know what a Hogan ceiling is. It's probably their... Their dwelling, hmm. uh, maybe made, I don't know how the Navajo make yeah. it, maybe mud bricks or maybe. mud and straw back in the day. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because I wasn't going to put myself out there for it. So uh, they can be shot or caught. Coyotes were known to weaken a hunter by throwing their skin on him. By doing so, the coyote takes on the appearance of the hunter. Coyotes do this out of desire to sleep with the hunter's wife. During the time while the coyotes live with the hunter's wife, the hunter is immobilized in the position of a sleeping coyote. The wife will eventually realize the coyote is not her husband because the coyote is lazy and over time the house comes to smell of coyote urine. There are some interesting characteristics if you're unfamiliar, we'll just kind of go over a rundown of them. One Navajo writer explained, at night their eyes glow red like hot coals. It is said that if you see the face of a Nagloshi, they have to kill you. If you see one and know who it is, they will die. If you see them and you don't know them, they will have to kill you to keep you from finding out who they are. They use a mixture that some call corpse powder, which they blow into your face. Your tongue turns black and you go into convulsions and eventually die. They are known to use evil spirits in their ceremonies. Corpse powder? Corpse powder, yeah. They just got like, oh, they're just grounding up some dead people. Reminds me of a very old movie called Serpent and the Rainbow. It's more voodoo, mm. but they had some like powder that sounds like corpse powder basically turn people into zombies they can shapeshift into any animal in the world they know of including humans they're also telepathically linked with each other enhancing their coordination during hunts and fights but allowing little or no privacy at any time 
Skinwalkers can read other humans' minds and control them. Skinwalkers from two different groups can communicate telepathically and are able to choose which thoughts they share. That's kind of unique. Yeah. But I'm going to share this one with Steve. Bring home Doritos, you know? I understand that. But I'm not going to share this one with Steve. I'm going to kill Steve. You know what I mean? After the Doritos. Get here. Yeah. Once the Doritos arrive, RIP Steve. Yes. Uh, voice mimicry. And this is the creepiest one. It always is the creepiest one, no matter what lore we're talking about, where they can mimic like loved ones or whatever. It's too much for me. Yeah, I don't like mimicry either. Yeah. So, and, and then you're going to love that terrifying story that I saved for the end. Uh, in Native American lore, skinwalkers can copy animal or human voices to lure victims to them to feed on. They generally copy the sound of a human that is in need of help. Uh, that's an interesting one. Mind possession. In Native American lore, if a human looks into a skinwalker's eyes, the skinwalker can control their mind and can magically steal their skin for their own use. Hmm. There's been several times in my life where people have been like, I swear I saw you over there. Or they're like, there's someone that looks exactly like you here. Is that just someone that I locked eyes with on the walk over or during the day sometime? And now they're just wearing me like a little meat puppet? I hope not. I hope not, too. But nope. I digress. Some of their superhuman abilities are like Marvel. Exactly like Marvel, Christian. I'm so glad. I just did that to annoy I'm you. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yes. Pretty much everything is amplified with these things. So it's not just, you know, oh, look, they go fast. Oh, look at that agility. No. They have uh, superhuman strength, speed, agility, durability, senses, longevity, and healing. So this is pretty much like any cheat code you could think of in any video game to just kind of soup up your character. That's and, what skinwalkers have. And they can run alongside cars. Yeah, exactly. And there's a couple stories in here from that as well. But in human form, their strength is almost superhuman. And in animal form, it's at its peak. And skinwalkers reach great speed up to 100 miles per hour, which often allows them to outrun motor vehicles and have greater endurance than normal humans. Almost like what you just said. Oh, I did. I did a Scott. You did. You did. And you don't even have the script in front of you. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Skinwalkers possess uh, superhuman agility as well. They can move, jump, climb, and run incredibly fast without difficulty or exhaustion. A skinwalker's bodily tissues are much harder and more resistant to physical injury than those of an ordinary human. Their bodies are able to withstand great impact forces and blunt trauma that would severely injure or kill a normal human. Their sense of smell is so adjusted to help them identify their one enemy, vampires. Are you serious? That's what it says. Yeah, I, honestly, I put that in there just for like shits and giggles, but I can't say that that's following the lore exactly. And that's why I said there's so many weird different things on the internet when you're like researching stuff. And I wish I just had the time to go down to a library and pull a book from the 1800s and be like, what does this say about it? Yeah. But we're in the digital age. And unfortunately, your boy ain't got that kind of time. So I'm, I'm not being biased towards the information i find i'm like okay this one says this but i do say that with a you know a little grain of salt it is difficult to find books from the 1800s in alaska too very true it is not clear whether it is heightened in other circumstances but they certainly know vampires at a distance i, wonder, I would love to see a vampire skinwalker fight i don't know man because it would have to be a native american vampire and some of their things are way scarier than the vampires we think of. I mean, we've been conditioned to have like the sparkly Edward Cullen type mm, or the Tom have, Cruise vampires. Mm, yeah. So a blood sucking Native American monster would be very scary. The Chupacabra. That's well, That's I, technically, Spanish, but it's all it could mix Mex yeah. Mexican. So, right. you know, still kind of Native American. Yeah. We're not going to get canceled this early. We'll see. Or there for later. is Nat Native American 
culture that yeah. is down in Mexico. Yeah, China. Your daughter is technically has that culture. Has that culture? I yeah, for, I forget about her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's to say? Who's she? Right. Yeah. Here's a fascinating thing. Hmm. Do you think the government has looked into skinwalkers? Trying to make super soldiers because it sounds like you get their DNA mm. and create a chimera in your words. I'd I'm be not, a I'm good sure. super soldier. It would be a good super soldier, especially with all these superhuman abilities. But I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure they would just go for I'm like Bigfoot. Yeah, let's just get this giant ape and crossbreed it with her own. It'll be fine. But it was not fine. So anyway, yeah, the vampires. I don't know, man. I know. I, yeah. I again, I threw that in there with like just a precursor, being like, this is probably someone taking liberties when they're writing this. I've yeah. never heard the this angle. But again, I am just an uncultured white dude, so I don't necessarily know every culture. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. I feel like I could get behind the skinwalker before I could get behind a vampire in beliefs, at least. Interesting that that is where you lie. Yes. They do have superhuman senses in human and animal form, but the multi-sense is combined is the combined senses of multiple animals, giving them a, a spidey sense like ability, making them untouchable. Sorry for the Marvel reference, Christian. I know you hate those. Making them untouchable, but they don't automatically have this ability. They have to learn it. And then with longevity, you know, skinwalkers have a slower aging process and can live longer than normal humans. And skinwalkers can heal and regenerate very quickly. While not invincible, these capabilities allow them to continue battling even after serious injury. In some cases, however, this accelerated healing can be detrimental. I would wonder what those cases would be. Like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain. Oh, no, I'm healing too fast. Like, depending on how, I mean, in a human, if your body fights, you know, viruses or whatever too hard, it can kill you. You went too hard on this body. Yeah. Like, sends too many things into your system that's mm -hmm. fighting this, and then it'll start taking out important parts yeah. that you need in your in your body so maybe that's what they mean the old bodily civil war it's not great yeah not great for the body and not great for the pe for the part of the body that started the civil war yeah that makes no sense cut that out i'm gonna leave it in there so people know that even though skinwalkers possess superhuman abilities we do not yes and we are not able to communicate via this telepathically spider net like skinwalkers either whatever that means all the Spider-Men mm. through the multi multiverse communicate. Wow. And Telepathically. We're back. And we're back. I know there's, if you're a new listener, you're probably at home sitting there thinking, did I accidentally turn on a Marvel podcast with a little salt-based sprinkle of paranormal activity? Or did I turn on a paranormal podcast? Sometimes I use Marvel to explain paranormal terms. Mm. Or, you know, so, so that it's more understandable in pop culture. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like a roundup of, of the local lore that you can grasp. So, yeah, now that we got that out of the way, I curated a handful of stories that I think you're going to enjoy. And I think to kick things off with the stories, I thought I'd take us back to our old stomping grounds with a short yet oddly unnerving encounter from the Mojave Desert. Ooh, I know. I know. And I always wonder there's something creepy about Mojave, dude. So I'm creepy about it, and I never liked being out at night, and this is why, apparently. Who knew that it was my youthful intuition? Mojave Desert's big, though. I don't think they're just talking about Mojave. They're just talking about Mojave. No. <laughs> this one is a Reddit story from Gyro. It says, not me, but my uncle. He is Mexican, Native American. Hey, just like we talked about. This happened in the Mojave Desert in Southern California. He was driving around with his girlfriend late at night and they saw something that looked like a huge black dog on the side of the road. 
He slowed down and the dog began crossing the road. Instead of walking like a normal dog would, the thing moved like a toy rocking chair. What? Yeah. And so picture that. It's like just kind of like, like as it's almost like creeping because it's going back and forth, like slowly inching its way across the. If you if you picture what I'm picturing, it's creepy. As, I don't like as it. Hell. I know it's very unnatural. And it's very spooky to think about. And also it takes me back to my childhood. So it puts me in that state of mind where things are spookier because mm. it's a rocking yeah. horse. Like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. And so he said it stopped in the middle of the road and stared right at them. And its eyes had a red glow. My uncle is the most badass person I know. And it scared the crap out of him. That would be pretty scared. Just the rocking part scared me. Yeah. The red eyes. I'd be like, okay, the headlights, but the rocking. No, no. I know. I was picturing it. And like, I picture like almost like Scooby-Doo in nature, like when they're creeping around and they're kind of like the, the entire body is swaying as they're slowly walking up and down. The, I'm like, that's what I picture as this thing's crossing the road. But then it's stopping in the middle and just kind of looking over at you, having these red eyes. You're like, hmm, that's enough for me for the night, I think. But yeah, that's a short one, but a sweet one. And I was like, ooh, sweet. Ooh. Sweet might not be the word I used. Very wholesome story mm. with the rocking horse, Skinwalker. This is a family show. This is. That's what we're known for. So yeah, now that I got that one out of the way, now that we're both equally somewhat cre- creeped out, we can move on to this next one from Fireclaw is Wood. My grandmother on my mother's side has always been very superstitious, for lack of a better word. She's not religious, but she does believe in a lot of the paranormal stuff. Her mother was full-blooded Navajo and her father was Irish. Either way, she'd never been anywhere east of Montana and she grew up in Nevada. One year, when I was in grade school, we went to visit her. Most of the visit was pretty uneventful, typical boring old people stuff. Except she always kept her curtains drawn shut and would always peek out the window and when someone asked what she was doing, she would simply reply, Yano Lucy is watching me. Hmm. Creepy. This went on for nearly the entire visit until a few days before we were due to leave, my grandmother and baby brother were in the front yard that evening planting flowers when all of a sudden my grandmother starts shouting my little brother's name and saying, get away from that creature, it's not safe. Of course, being in Nevada, we all assumed that my brother had found a scorpion or a rattlesnake. So we all run outside to see my grandmother clutching my little brother and shaking in terror against the side of the house. Standing out in the yard was a large, black, Great Dane-sized dog. It was staring at my grandmother with an intensity I'd never seen before. It looked up at us, gave a little huff, and bounded off. I don't remember if it moved unusually fast or not, but do remember it had really deep yellow eyes. When my mother asked my grandmother what had happened, she kept repeating, The Yenald Lushi has found me. She moved a couple weeks after that, and apparently, up until my grandmother moved, she called my mother several times in hysterics saying that Yenelushi is outside, or she'd leave messages saying, quote, I'm not safe here. I have to leave. I will talk to you soon. I don't remember that. I had to ask my mom about it. My mom doesn't even like to talk about it. I do remember that apparently, several of my grandmother's neighbors also saw the same large black dog over the course of several weeks. So that's kind of spooky. You know what also is spooky about it and maybe a mistake hmm. from 
reading into it a little, the, the lore a little bit, you're not supposed to be talking about it. That's true. Especially if it's watching you. Yeah. That makes it watch you more. I know. Yeah. So then you're like, well, what's wrong, grandma? Oh, there's the skinwalkers outside. They found us. Oh, well, anyway, back to dinner. Yeah. No, that's a, uh, but it's kind of, it's it, interesting that this, the author of the story is going out thinking that their baby brother found like a scorpion or a rattlesnake yeah. or something and sees their grandmother clutching him while this great Dane sized black dog with deep yellow eyes is just staring at them. Yeah. And, and, I don't and know. they don't have wolves in Nevada. Yeah. So. That, is not that I know of. Not a thing out there. But yeah, it's, I don't know, man. Like it's hard of all the of all the stories that I've heard of skinwalkers, it's hard to really just refute them. To be like, oh, it's probably just a random wolf or a coyote or a dog out there. No big deal. Because they all have that kind of intensity about them where you hear the story and it's like, oh, it's not just looking at us. It's straight up staring us down like I'm about to take you out. And it actually kind of reminds me of that um, Romanian wolf attack where it's a similar situation, you know? Yeah, that, that was... There's sheep all over the place and this dog's like, nah, dude, I'm watching you. No, I'm after just your family tonight. Oh, yeah. Just your family. So what do you think of that story? I think it's fascinating. I think it's always fascinating, too, that black dogs, not just when it comes to skinwalkers, but all over the world, big black dogs have sinister intentions or sinister meanings or... Like hellhound type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it can be refuted, by, and it has been by a lot mm -hmm. of people, a lot of skeptics. Yeah. But the stories and where they come from are old stories that have been around since before Europeans came to this country. Mm. As a matter of fact, um, you'll find similar stories in, in the Siberian areas, you know, which is where Native Americans, you know, came from in a lot yeah. of cases. Look into Siberia and, and some of Asia for probably similar stories. You might it might not be called a skinwalker, but I bet you there's something similar. Probably. And it just came to America when the Native Americans did. Yeah. I mean, I mean I guess why, why wouldn't it follow the, the people it likes to torture? Yeah, but like, oh, we're migrating over here now? Yeah. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Let me get my Yanel Duchi children and we'll be on our way. No, but okay, let's put you in those shoes for a moment. Let's say you experienced something like that. Would you just think it was a random dog that had it out for you? Probably. You just be like, damn, this weird dog keeps scoping me out. Yeah, I would definitely think that. I'm like, do I need to feed it? Are we going to be friends? You would be killed off so quickly if a skinwalker was after you. Because you'd be like, you just step aside, come here, boy. And then you come back, okay. And then, and then, oh, God, why? What if that's all the skinwalker wanted was to be treated like a friendly dog? Wow. Maybe <sighs> thousands of years ago when humans kind of mm. gained that partnership with wolves the skinwalkers were like what about us we're stronger mm. and then the people are like sometimes you eat us no but yeah. the wolves do too not as much mm. yeah i don't know that was just a made-up story but was it oh it sounded like it was based in a lot of fact i mean maybe it's maybe it's just petty revenge mm. for not being man's best friend yeah, that sounds like, yeah. So if you tuned out for the last 45 seconds, now would be a good time to come back to the episode. We're going to pick it up where we left off. Uh, we're going to go into story number three here. Let's do it. I'm trying to trying to bring it down a little bit because you're going to scare everybody. I am, but I'm saving the ultra scary bits for the end. And you keep saying the words. The words. Natalucci or. Yeah. 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 I just learned. Natalucci. You know, I don't know how you say it, but. Yeah, you know, you learn it's an Italian pasta dish. Yeah. Christian, that's what it is. Let's go back to Scaramucci. Scaramucci. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Kustaka and the fact that you're not supposed to talk about it. 
Scaramucci is watching. No. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we talk about Kushtaka as well. Yeah, I try not to. And I haven't seen a Kushtaka anywhere, have you? I've had weird stuff happen. That's Rem true. Remember, I had those weird tracks that I think I was talking to you before mm. the show, up to my bird feeder, and I'm like, what is this? Doesn't look like the moose tracks I found a couple days ago. The Kushtaka was watching. He's like, oh, you got bird seed up here, dude? You've been holding out on me, Christian. Been there for a while. Anyway, this next story comes to us from Computerized Anon. Mm. When I was around 10 or 12, me and my grandma and uncle went to Jasper in Canada. Given how I was born in Canada itself, nothing weirded me out when it came to the woods and nature as a whole. I've seen and heard deer before and a whole slew of animals. I don't remember much from the trip other than bits and pieces, but what I do remember was arriving at the hotel and climbing up the steps to the second floor. The hotel had a parking lot in front before the road. I remember waking up one morning in the hotel when my grandma and uncle were still asleep and walking over to the window to peer out from behind the blinds to see a fox standing in the middle of the road. It looked like it had been run over given how oddly it was shaped. Concerned for its safety, I wanted to wake up my grandma or simply run out there to check on it. I felt my stomach sink when it turned to face me. Its head looked bruised and misshapen, <laughs> which I would have ruled out as having been run over had it not stood on its hind legs. I turned my head away from the window and yelled for my grandma to wake up, who slept in her bed just a couple feet away before I looked back and saw it walk on those hind legs to the side where the building hid my view from the rest of the road. I looked completely insane when my grandma moved me aside and saw nothing on the road, even going as far to open the door and peer down both ends of the walkway. Nothing. Regardless, I can say with confidence I'm not going back to Jasper. I've never heard of something like that as far north yeah. as Canada. Yeah, and I was looking for some of these stories. I like to go through the comments and just see what people are talking about. And the author actually was giving more detail on it and being like, it was like, it looked like it was run over, but it was just like the perspective that I was looking at. It didn't really look like it was standing up until you looked and it was standing up and turned to face you. And you're like, oh, the thing's on its hind legs. And said that it was like bumpy, like the bones were like protruding out of it, not physically poking through the skin, but just when you think of like a really bony animal or dog or something like that, it was kind of like that. And some people were like well maybe it was you know a fox with mange or it was this and that and and he was like look i don't want to be this guy but i've pulled up what a fox with mange look like i've pulled up what the was it prions disease or something i've never deers heard of that have. one that's the one where, like deers walk on their hind legs and like smash their heads into rocks oh, yeah. and then drown themselves but he was like i've looked into that I don't, it may not be prions but i want to say it is he's like i looked into that and that and foxes don't get that so like this I've spent time looking into what this could have possibly been other than a really creepy ass experience with something that I can't explain. And the closest thing I could get was a skinwalker. Uh, one of the one of the things that's interesting about that story too is like when he first looks out, he mm -hmm. thinks it's a fox that's been run over. Yeah. And that shows you kind of what your mind can do. Like he's seeing something strange, but his mind is like the only thing I can relate this to is that fox is so misshapen that it got yeah. run over. Yeah. And when it's really just standing on its hind legs, which he was mentioning the spine was like like curved and kind of like in a weird so it did it was like, yeah, I guess that's the the closest I can come up with is that thing's run over. I'll tell you what, I would lose my mind if my grandma was like, Oh, well let me go outside and check and like opens the door and then just decides 
or she opens the door and then looks both ways and you're like i'd be like no 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 no, close that door close that door we're not ever going back outside grandma we live in this hotel now okay yeah. do you understand that also a fox is a lot smaller than a lot of dogs even they don't really look anything like a dog they're related to dogs or yeah but they're a lot different than a regular dog so it's interesting story a lot of yeah. things going on there yeah, it's probably one of the more unique encounters that I came across that it was short and sweet, but he did do a pretty good job of actually describing like why he thought it. And again, in the comments, him like just kind of refuting people left and right and being like, no, it wasn't this. I've seen what this looks like. It wasn't this. I mean, you could say, oh, well, the kid was 10 or 12 years old. So I mean, that is possibility. I'm also curious if there's a different type of mythical creature in this region of Canada that is similar Jasper. You know, to a to a skinwalker. Because like I said, I'd never heard of a skinwalker being that far north. I think China and I drove through Jasper. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure we did. Because I want to say one of the like gift shops, I, I purchased some kind of Jasper Canada gear. Mm. I know of Jasper in the United States, but I didn't know there was a Jasper in Canada. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any skinwalkers while I was about. But then again, I wasn't really necessarily looking for them at the time. I was just trying to get out here. Canada's scary sometimes because it's so... There's so much wilderness. It's like Alaska. Yeah. And also places. the the kind of seedy underbelly of Canada that you don't really hear about in the pamphlets or the you know, national anthem. I didn't I don't know what you're talking about. There's some sketchy parts of Canada, let me say that. It like, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, we we got a hotel room once that not only did the the shower didn't even it just completely did not work, but also like the door barely locked. Like you locked it and you're like, someone could brush up against this, this door was gonna open. And like, to the point where I had to park the car in front of the window to our room just so I felt safer knowing that all of my belongings in the world are in that vehicle. And there's like people hanging out in the stairwells and whatnot, smoking cigarettes. It was just, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot to take on. They do have the Highway of Tears in Canada, which I believe you have to drive on part of the way to get to to Alaska. Yeah, probably did. Hey, whenever we bring back true crime into the the show, we can start doing true crime episodes, maybe. The Picton Farms. Yeah. Expand the show out a little bit. We've talked about it. It's just been, you know, this this year in particular, we got a couple curveballs thrown at us. So it's been, we're just been trying to keep steady the course. Being like, okay, but you know, we do plan on expanding the show out and doing different stuff like that. And that would be a great story to cover. Which one? Picton Farms. The Highway of Tears. Oh, that one's rough. That one is rough. Anyway, I digress. Yet again, it happens. We're moving on to the next story. Let's get it going from Punch Drunk. AA. My family owns a farm in the heart of a reservation. One winter I was home for Christmas taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself, way late in the night, and I hear all of our cows freaking out. I knew it had to be the wild dogs that are rampant in the area, so I throw on some boots, grab a shotgun, load it up, and head out to the field. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. It was cloudy, but there was a full moon, and it was breaking through the clouds just right to light up all the snow. I ran out in the middle of the field, and just in time, I see two dogs. They were standing up facing each other and fighting. I think, perfect, two for one. So I pump a shell into the chamber of Mr. 12 Gauge. I wonder if he meant my 12 Gauge, or if he actually named his shotgun, old Mr. 12 Gauge. That sounds like something. Yeah. Mr. 12 Gauge, I'm not going to disrespect this man. Uh, so I pump a shell into the chamber of Mr. 12 Gauge, and then it happened. The two dogs heard the rack, 
They both stopped, looked over at me, and ran away, on their back legs. <laughs> Immediately I froze, and every ghost story about skinwalkers and all the other native legends I grew up with flew through my mind. Keep in mind, I'm a white guy, and up until then, these were all just boogeyman stories the native kids liked to tell me to scare us. That night, they became very real to me. That would be kind of creepy, where you're just like, hey, I'm going to get both these dogs in one shot, and then they both just kind of stop and look at you, and like, uh-oh, and then just run away on their hind legs. No. Yeah, that ain't, that's not right. Also, calling it Mr. 12-Gauge. That ain't right. And then, you know, if you're going to go shoot an animal, mm -hmm. and you, ha you rack your 12-Gauge like it's a movie, the animal's going to hear you. It's, yeah, you're like four feet away, like. That's, like that's a pump shotgun is not a very quiet oh, no. weapon. Yeah. So, There's got some echo to it. I grew up shooting one. I mean, it's not loud, loud, but an animal's going to hear it. Yeah, it's loud. No, animal will hear you walk on a twig, you know, especially 50 yards out. The su supernatural skinwalkers fighting on their hind legs like they shouldn't be, and then making it worse by walking away on their hind legs. That's just weird. Could you imagine if you saw two dog like creatures doing that? I can, but you, I don't think your it, mind would be messed up for a minute. Like it would just totally scramble your brain for a split second and you'd yeah. have to reevaluate everything in your life. Now, do you think after these skinwalkers or dogs ran away on their hind legs, he stood there for like five minutes wondering what just happened? Or do you think he was terrified and ran back inside? Well, he'd heard the le the legends. So mm -hmm. I would think that at that point he's realizing that yeah. Mr. 12 gauge isn't going to help he him. Gonna, he ain't going to cut it. Not this time. Especially because you can't shoot a 12 gauge that far. I know. Yeah. You got to be pretty up close in those things. You know. Not spooky. But it would be. I mean, it would be a story, right? It would be a story to have. Are you kidding me? Every Thanksgiving from here on out, you'd be like, hey, did I tell you guys about the time that I almost shot and killed two skinwalkers or weird dogmen that were fighting on the property? Yeah. And then everybody at Thanksgiving would be like, don't say that. Yeah. Don't and, say that. And then, you know, since this guy said he was white, his white family would be like, tell us more. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, please continue. Oh, it's strange, man. And everybody from a culture that has something like a skinwalker be like, you can't, don't, because there's a lot of cultures that have similar things. Yeah. They'd be like, no. And they don't talk about it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to kind of look up and like go throughout the, the put a map on the world, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not on the world. You, you On the what? wall. You get it. Yeah. You put a map on the wall. And by location, find things that are similar to other cultures around the world and just kind of see where all these things are located. So we could find like skinwalkers out here and then find what they're called in different areas of the world and just kind of create like a almost like a cryptid map. Actually, I guess skinwalkers aren't technically cryptids, right? They'd be. I think they're tech. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that because they're technically humans. They're humans that like have the supernatural ability to shapeshift. Like, so it's not. And like a lot of them, are like medicine man type situations, where you're like, mm, that's more witchcraft than actual like beings, you know? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I do have a, a world map, and you just gave me an idea. Colored thumbtacks for different species that, and then just put a little like note on it that says this is what they're called here, and then same color somewhere else in the world. This is what they're called here. And then we can just slowly piece episodes together of covering like the entire world and very specific creatures believable creatures because some of those creatures you hear about you're like all right man no sorry christian are you telling me that you do not believe in the squonk i don't even know what the squonk is but it's just the ugliest by the cryptid in the world yeah by and the, it's always crying by the name no squonk the flatwoods monster 
You don't believe in Flatwoods Monster? It's in my video game, Fallout. Yeah, but have you? That'd be a good episode too. Maybe we should do because there's a lot of stories about that one. Like there was a lot of eyewitnesses to that thing. They have some crazy cryptids on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where all the good stuff's at. One of my favorites, still the Jersey Devil. Yeah, classic X Files show about that one. Yeah, one of the early ones, I think. True. Yeah, and I, like it's been so. There's been so many stories about that that I don't even know if I believe in Jer- Jersey Devil at this point, or if it was just like it could have been something back in the day before a lot of people moved into the area. Because I think it's actually not. I couldn't say for sure, but I I feel like it's a Native American is originally started as a Native American. Mm, maybe, but I, mean, I don't. Maybe, I don't maybe the origins. Like yeah. the first story I heard was someone like seeing it in a tree or some shit. You know, like I mean, the Jersey Devil's been around for a long time. Mm. Almost since the beginning of the country, I think. Since the dawn of time. Well, to Americans, that is the dawn of time. Since the dawn of American time. Yeah. In a world where American time is dawning. Everything's a crazy movie movie poster for me now. Anyway, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, there's a couple episode ideas for you too. If you can flush some out for the Jersey Devil, that'd be interesting. Cause I've, like, I think I've given up on the stories of it. Like anytime there's a sighting, I'll just say it's always the same thing. Like I was walking through the park and I looked up and there's a weird devil horse bat creature. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. There's some places in this country where I have trouble believing there's actually cryptids anymore, if there ever was one. If I yeah. believed in that kind of thing, it would because it's just too populated at, at this point. Yeah, let's get a bar mitzvah poppin'. And there were a lot of white guys with Mr. 12-gauge hmm. back in the day. Ain't that the truth? All right, well, I got a few more stories here. I'm going to try to work through. Work through them. Let me work through this. Uh, this next one is relatively short. Actually, the next... Uh, so this one is from Spur Dave. My wife and I were driving up through northern Arizona on Highway 89 between Flagstaff and Page. It was about 1 a.m. as we were on third shift at the time and often drove at night to avoid traffic. I saw a few sets of eyes glowing in my headlights a little way up the road, so I let off the gas, slowing down to avoid hitting an animal in the road. When we drove by, we saw several dogs, or coyotes maybe, on the side of the road, and I hit the gas and drove by. After we passed, my wife said one of them was running next to the car, and I looked over and saw it as well, probably 20 feet off the shoulder of the road. I floored it and looked over, and it stood up on its hind legs, that's the only way I can describe it, and kept pace with us for a couple of seconds before turning away from the road and disappearing. This whole event probably lasted no more than 10 seconds, but it was seriously the most terrifying 10 seconds of my life. This was probably 20 years ago, and we still rarely talk about it. There's that fast skinwalker again. I can tell you that I would be flabbergasted to see any kind of animal running. Keeping pace with you on like a a road where you're going like 65, 70 miles an hour. I've had an animal keep pace with me, I think at 40. Hmm. Here in Alaska, it was a moose. Oh, was it running by the side, like on the side? Yeah, in Anchorage even. Really? And it was like, what the hell? You know, yeah. moose is as big as, like, I was in a little Honda at the time, and it's like yeah. running next to me. I was like, please don't come this way, because yeah. <laughs> that'll be the end of the car and maybe me. Uh, did I tell you, like when, actually, speaking of us driving through Canada, there was one time that China was driving my car, and I was asleep, and I literally woke up to see a terrified look on her face as we're going like 60, 70 miles an hour, 
And outside, there's a moose running like directly next to the window as fast as like we were going. Isn't that and, nuts? Yeah, I literally woke up to that. I was like, ah, <laughs> like why? Don't kill me, please. Not like this. But yeah, that thing was way larger than you know my Ford Escape, and yeah, it was not a fun sight to wake up to. I almost pissed myself. And your brain, it takes a second for your brain to compute on something like that because mm. you know, at least where we grew up, yeah. Animals didn't rat run next to the car. No. Not that fast, especially. Mm. No, tortoises, they're not known for their speed. Yeah. When I used to go hunting with my dad when I was a kid, mm. we would let our bird dogs out like a mile before where we were going to hunt. Yeah. And we'd just drive and they would run and they enjoyed it. It wasn't like we were leaving them. They just yeah. would just run full out next to the truck and back and forth in the bushes. They're bird dogs. Yeah. yeah. And it calmed them down for when we got to the hunt because it wore them out a little bit, but. We were going maybe 10 miles an hour, maybe 20 at the most, and they kept up. But yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, but something the size no. of a moose is really creepy to see. And a dogish creature running on its hind legs that fast? No. If, it, if it existed, it would have to be almost supernatural. Yeah. No medicine man's yeah. doing that. Um, but even, like, wouldn't that make it even scarier then if it was, like, some kind of witchcraft or black magic or, like, medicine man type shamanism? And you're like, damn, so you, that is possible for humans to just do? But I mean, I guess there's behind the lore, it's like, oh, that's the cannibalism or the killing of the kin or whatever. So, so maybe it is like a supernatural element dashed in there. It's not just, you know, shamanism or medicine man stuff. Maybe it's when somebody does, a shaman does enough of that dark stuff to become mm -hmm. like demon-like. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Neither do I, but it was perfectly timed after you said demon-like. Yeah. So that's not spooky at all. Um, yeah, I feel like there's something else I was going to... Oh, there was one story. When I was looking at a dog man a while ago, there was one story that... I want to say it was on the East Coast somewhere too, but there was... The story was this guy was driving on the highway going like 65, and there was a dog man-like creature that kept up like pace with him. Like to the point where he said he got to, I think, 80 miles an hour or something like And this thing was still... And it didn't only keep up pace, but it eventually ran in front of him like looked back and then just darted in front of the car and across the road and like hopped over the the median and just ran off that way. And I was like, like it was a short story, but I remember hearing it and being like, that's really spooky. But he had mentioned that there was always lore in the area of a facility nearby where the government was doing oh experimentation gosh. on animals. And so he was like to see something like this in an area that you are, that you have been told your entire life is a facility where the government is like running these experiments, everything runs through your mind. You're like, okay, was, was this an experiment that escaped or when the government's done, are they just like, yeah, just let it go. We're tracking them. We'll see what happens. Either way. I remember that that one stuck with me for whatever reason. Like it wasn't anything like, crazy captivating but just the thought that something can run 80 miles an hour i get the image that this thing is running like usain bolt yeah and the way it looked back at him when it crossed in front of him would be like what he did when in the olympics when he's looking at how far yeah. everybody was behind him. he's like you guys still back there yeah i'm gonna show off a little bit yeah you have like the patriarch dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. i still Probably have trouble with dog man i know you do but yeah. what if all the dogmen were just skinwalkers. What if Dogman was one of us? Just a stranger on a bus. <laughs> Written by Prince. There you go. Uh, didn't you say you were working on a Dogman episode too? Yeah. So there you go. You can't have too much of an issue with Dogman. Well, I mean, I don't have to believe it to work on it. The stories are fascinating. They are very fascinating. What we need to do, though, what we should focus on is a Dogman episode from the past. Like, what, what's his name? Who saw that? The dog-headed man on that island. 
and like crazy old school stories. I had, was like, was it Magellan? Was it Magellan that said he saw? It was one of the explorers. Yeah. But, but that's some of the stories. I I have some older stories yeah. hidden away. Nice. I think I think. Did we talk about one of them? I don't it remember. It feels recent, but everything feels recent. Everything is happening all at once, all around us. So, yeah. Who's to say? We were probably talking about it somewhere. That's the. At this moment. The PC days post COVID. Mm, yes, yes, yes. You might indeed. have to bleep that out. I know. Yeah. Way to go. Now our entire show is going to be canceled. You, yeah. You did it, Christian. Anyway, moving right along. This next story is from Saya Lux. says camping in New Mexico and something is mimicking my voice. So we have the last two stories are voice mimicry because those are always the creepiest. Yes. And this one's just weird. But uh, she goes, my husband and I are currently in a schoolie camping on BLM land. He prefers not to use the bathroom in our schoolie. So he went to the outhouse. After about 20 minutes, he comes back and is really freaked out. He was going to blow it up, huh? That's why he had yeah. to leave He was like, uh, I'm not going to, I just want the fresh air. You know yeah. what it is. He asked me if I was outside the bathroom meowing at him. <laughs> I told him I wasn't. I've been inside reading a book and cuddling our dogs. He said he kept hearing a meow in my voice. I know, a meow, so obviously a possible cat is what you're thinking. But my husband and I meow at each other. We've been doing this for over 15 years, and I have a specific way I do it that can't really be mistaken for a cat. I usually meow when I want him to come look at something. That's what he swears he heard. He said he felt dread each time he heard it, and all the hair on his arms stood up. I questioned him if there was any chance it was a cat at all, and he said there is no doubt that it was a human pretending to meow, but exactly my voice. He's so freaked out he refuses to leave the bus or let me take the dogs out. What do you make of this? Should I be worried? For multiple reasons, yeah. Number one, you and your husband have been meowing at each other for 15 years. And your husband knows this meow so much that he can tell when he's doing his business in the outhouse that there's something mimicking your meow trying to like get him to come outside and look at something. Are you shaming her for meowing? No, I get like doing it every once in a while, but like 15 years meowing so much so that your husband's like, I know your meow, babe. I know it. And no. trust me, this was your meow. So much so that the skinwalker knows her meow. Yeah. He's like, I've heard this shit too. Meow. Come on out. Yeah. Yeah. And I do picture like a overly cartoonish meow, which would be even freakier. Yeah. If you're sitting there trying to you know, drop a hot deuce and you're like, is that my wife outside meowing for me to come take a look at something? Now I'm getting all these images of all these weird cat sounds that I hear on the internet. Like yeah. that one, well, hello there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't look too bad when I did it. Way to go, me. Because you were trying to hold it in. That's why you had to cough three times. Classic. So anyway, on to, that's, that's a freaky one. Anything that mimics. It's just too much. It's too much for me. There's two things it could be when when you start hearing something mimic pan it could be something actually that's going to kill you if you deal with it or yeah. you're you're hearing voices yeah either one of those is not what you doesn't means it's not might not be the best day yeah especially, especially for the killing part the killing part is probably would be the worst like yeah if you just heard <laughs> random and like we're getting into the the for me the bone chilling story i'm curious now yeah anything that you, anything that you hear that is mimicking a voice do you think you've ever experienced that? I can't think of any time. You know how some people say, like, did you call me? Like, they'll walk in and be like, did you just call me? Oh, I've 
And yeah, like, I've, no. ex- I've experienced that before. Well, that's weird, right? Yeah. Like, is that just your brain being like, hey, yeah, you've heard this before, right? Yeah. I was, you walk in, it's like, no, I don't say anything. I was once told that you could never respond to that. Exactly. Yeah. That's you the, are, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I and think this we was, talked about that too. This wasn't a Native American, this wasn't Native American telling me this stuff. This was like a Hawaiian. Oh yeah. That would be. Yeah. And he, I remember cause he was one of my baseball coaches in high school and we would uh, go on these trips and he would tell us so many scary stories. Like, Thanks man. I never want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. I went and it was fine, but he scared the crap yeah. out of me. No, though, yeah, the stories out there are something else for sure. But yeah, I've heard that as well. Though don't re- don't reply to it. Yeah, like he, similar, like voices in the woods and all, like just and pretty much anything that's calling you from a distance that you can't visibly see. Mind your business. <laughs> just, well, yeah, it's fine. Like the stories that you hear where people have been called by those mimics. Yeah, and they know that that person is nowhere nearby, but it's their voice. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that with China now. Every time she calls me, I'm just not gonna respond. So, babe. Babe, babe. And when she finally walks into the room, I'm in, I'm like, oh, thank goodness it was you. Yeah. So I was worried it was a skinwalker. Then she'll be calling me worried about you. I was worried it was a kushtaka. Yeah. I was worried it was Pan in the middle of the forest. with Nobody else around. But thank God it was just you asking me to fill up your water bottle again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this last story is a, it takes place in North Carolina, actually, which like, I would not expect. Yeah. Again, not skinwalker <clears throat> area. Yeah. Uh, this final story comes to us from Ghoul. This happened to me in January of 2019 in western North Carolina around the small town of Silva. I was participating in a week-long program to get certified as a first responder for Wilderness First Aid and Rescue. I'm studying to become a forester and it is important to know how to keep people alive in the woods when things go wrong. There are two primary locations in the complex, a classroom with some bathrooms and a kitchen where we spent most of the day in class and ate meals, and a group of one-room cabins on top of a steep hill directly north of the classroom where we would sleep. An important thing to note about the cabins is the heating system. Each cabin has a small but powerful radiator in it that makes the cabin feel like a sauna if left on for too long. Since it was January in the Appalachians, it was pretty chilly outside at night, so the heat was needed. In order to strike a balance between boiling in our beds and getting hypothermia, we would turn on the radiator and leave a window open so that warm and cold air could circulate and create a reasonable temperature. The radiator and open window were at the front of the cabin next to the door and my bed was directly across from the window. The incident happened on the fifth day of my time there. My boyfriend and I, who was enrolled in the program with me, had settled down for the night in a cabin we shared with one other person. We had gone to sleep as normal, and we were sleeping soundly on two bunks that we had pushed together so we could sleep next to each other. Oh, how cute. Couple sinners. Yeah. Sometime during the night, I was woken up by some shuffling on the other side of the room near the window. I heard my boyfriend say in a complaining voice, can't we close this window? I wake up feeling frozen. I woke up more and sat up in my bed groggily about to answer him when I heard another voice say, if we close the window, it'll get too hot and we'll wake up sweaty. I snapped awake and froze where I was sitting. The voice that had responded was my voice. There's something very strange and wrong in hearing your voice repeated back at you. 
In the dark, I looked down next to me where I saw my boyfriend sleeping soundly. At this point, a mortal dread had a tight grip on my chest and I forced myself to not move or even blink. I was focused intently on the place near the window, fearfully anticipating more of my own words. I heard more shuffling outside the window and my same words were repeated. If we close the window, it'll get too hot and we'll wake up sweaty. Followed quickly by my boyfriend's voice again. Can't we close this window? I wake up feeling frozen. Toward the end of the last repetition of my boyfriend's words, there seemed to be an unevenness in the enunciation, like raising and lowering the pitch slightly. That's freaky. Can't we close the window? <laughs> I wake up feeling frozen. <laughs> yeah. I remained frozen in my bed, feeling my hand fall asleep in my propped up position. I sat there for what felt like 15 or 20 minutes, listening to whatever it was shuffle around in front of our window, separated from me by some odd 10 feet and window mesh. Eventually, the shuffling became more frequent and a weird mumbling sound came from outside the window, with no real words being said, or none that I could at least make out. This particular behavior didn't last long before the shuffling sound moved to the left of the window, to the door, where a scratching sound began to manifest. As the sound moved, I saw the silhouette of a medium height, maybe five foot six figure that moved in an uncanny way, like when a baby animal tries to walk for the first time but isn't quite strong enough to stand up correctly. It sounded like someone was scraping some dry sticks against the wood of the door, not aggressively, but kind of like an impatient dog asking to be let in. This scratching slowly moved around the cabin, stopping when it reached the wall that I was closest to. My ears were strained to hear anything that might indicate further action, but all I could hear were the footsteps on the dry leaves. The footsteps eventually move away from the cabin and down the other side of the hill and didn't return for the rest of the night. I stayed unmoving from my position for at least another half hour before my body readjusted itself slightly, letting blood flow back into my asleep limbs. I was awake until my boyfriend and other roommates' alarms went off sometime before dawn to get ready for the day, which felt like maybe two hours, but I couldn't be certain because I didn't have a clock. My boyfriend was surprised that I was awake before him as I am typically a later sleeper, but I just told him his alarm woke me up and tried to act somewhat normally. We got up and got ready for our day, but I refused to leave the cabin until the sun began to peek over the mountains. For the rest of the week, I was on edge and felt like there were eyes on me whenever it was relatively dark out, though I am not sure how much of that was raw paranoia. In the day following the incident at night, I had realized the lines that were repeated to me by the voice were a part of a conversation that my boyfriend and I had had earlier in the week, and I came to the conclusion that whatever it was had been outside our cabin and heard us talking. This scared me a great deal as I also realized that it had likely been lurking there in the following nights as well without us realizing it and might do so again for our remaining nights, though it ended up not coming back. I waited to tell my boyfriend about this until we had left the program because he scares easy and was already <laughs> a little wary of walking in the woods at night up to the cabins. It should be noted that I know this to not be a sleep paralysis experience as I have had them before and they were nothing like this. Not to mention I was able to move. I'm posting this here also as a means of asking for advice in addition to getting it off my chest. As this winter, I will have to return to the same location to renew my certification, and I want to know as much as I can so I can hopefully avoid another encounter. I know the entity for which this board is named is pinned on a lot of strange encounters, but I don't have a better idea of what it could be. 
If there's a similar entity that exists in my area, I'd be glad to hear about it and what I can do, if anything, to avoid it. Creepy. That's that really like and I read this at night right before bed and I was like, oh, God, that's just what I need. The, the idea of waking up and hearing a conversation that you had with your boyfriend repeated by the same entity back and forth to each other with the idea that it still wasn't perfect. And it's like enunciation, enunciation of everything. And it was just like the pitch was slightly changing when it was talking. No, dude, mm -hmm. I would never be. I'd be like, I guess I'm not going to be a part of this program because I refuse to go back to that place. But you have to. No. Because that's how you have to make your living. No, I would then fully embrace the lifestyle of being like a McDonald's employee. I'd be like, this is it for me then. What if like a lot of the older people at jobs like that were like, I just couldn't take the uh, skinwalkers talking to me. So I came into town and worked at Subway. I came into town and worked it. Different. At, diff the, at the local strip club. No. So what do you think about that? That's a creepy ass story, man. It is. I don't like the thought of something talking to me like that. Yeah. I mean, or just trying to like mimic you, like trying to perfect it so that it could like lure you out in the woods. Ugh, no. And it's interesting. I would love to hear maybe a psychologist's view on mimicry. Like, what is, what is their uh, view on what that is? I'm sure it's in their mind something with the brain. Yeah. But like, what you're hearing is your brain replaying sound from earlier. When in reality, it's a skinwalker outside. I mean, you can say that all you want about the, the mimicry and stuff, but this person also saw the silhouette of, you know, five foot six entity that looked like it, like a baby animal trying to walk. Like, yeah. Well, if you hear voices, your mind might be w willing to put an image there. Hmm. Kind of like that Fox story earlier where the mind was messed up, saw this Fox doing weird stuff. So he thought it was just, it had been hit by a car. Cause that was the only thing that could explain all the weird, the way it moved and acted. So now when you hear this story though, what does your brain tell you that it is just the person experiencing some weird audio hallucination followed by a visual hallucination. Followed I mean, it's, by more audio hallucinations. It's possible for certain people or certain, I guess, brain states, but mim mimicry has been around probably all of human history. So what has caused that all, all these years? Is it a something with the brain or? I don't, I don't believe it is. Were there things out in the dark back in the old days? And maybe there's they're not there as much now. But, but you like, still run the chance of running into one. Yeah, those stories are very old and they're from yeah. all over the world. Yeah, and what's creepy about like, I mean, it's a creepy story in general, even if it happened at your house or something. But what's also terrifying is we touch on a lot of crazy out there entities and cryptids and stuff like that. And the thought of this happening in the middle of the woods is kind of like par for the course. You're like, you know what? This is exactly where you'd expect to run into something like this, where you're away from civilization, where you're out in the middle of the woods at night in a little, like, you know, small cabin. Yeah. So small basically cabin a room at a camp, like in the Appalachians, ooh, which yeah. we already know from which doing this show that there's a lot of crazy things. Oh yeah. Said to be in those mountains or, you know, in the Appalachians. In the range. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I almost wish to, I mean, we have like a general idea of where this was. And I bet if we were to look further into that profession, you might be able to track down the exact location of where this type of, but I think this story is even five or six years old at this point. So maybe, you know, things can change. And like I said, it's not anything where it's like you see this crazy entity or anything like that or super out there encounter like that. It's realistic enough to happen and terrify the shit out of you. Let me ask you this. Hmm. 
why do you think this thing was talking to, to her? Anything I've heard on entities in the, like the woods or even skinwalkers or kushtaka or any of these mimicry, it's to lure you into a, a place where it can attack or it can, you know, kill you or whatever it wants Possess to Possess your body. Sure. Those are some options. The idea that it's sitting by the open window and just repeating the same lines that it heard you talking to your boyfriend about and using both your voices trying to see, oh, maybe I can get either of them to come out here. That's, I don't know. It's got, it feels like a trap. It feels like a lure and not just like, oh, I can talk, you know, or this is me learning to talk. Like that seems way too unlikely. <laughs> like, what, if, what if all those people disappearing in national parks were disappearing because something Mimic lured them in. Yeah. And that's a very valid claim. Like there's no way for you to find out, but a lot of that stuff is highly unexplainable, man. Like the, it just doesn't fit together. The pieces don't fit another, not just the national parks, but the, the cave systems in the United States alone, the ones that are mapped out. If you lay a map of people that went missing in those areas, it surprisingly fits right where all the cave systems are, which is super creepy to think about, but it does make sense to the skeptical part of me on why that would be because the cave systems are going to be in some of those same places where there's not yeah. many people or you're thinking all the people went into the caves and i yeah. just couldn't find a way out humans have been fascinated with caves since before recorded history so yeah there's and something with caves there is and we've touched on a couple caves over the history of the show and they are kind of fascinating it could be as simple as that's where we began our existence as humans living in caves. And we, so we're always drawn back to it, but it really do be like that. huh? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, to close out this episode, um, we've kind of spooked people a little bit and I'd like to reignite the flame of hope in their hearts that if you are being stalked by a skinwalker or you believe that you've seen one in the area and you just want to be prepared, there are ways that you can take these things down allegedly. Christian and I have not practiced them personally. We can't speak on the validity of these, but I did find and make a brief list to close out the episode on ways to kill a skinwalker. If you find yourself in that situation, it's, it's you or them. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully you don't. And if and you do, please write and send your story to the gang at the We want to hear it. We want to hear it in its entirety. We'll do an entire episode on your skinwalker story if it's that juicy. All right. Or if you lost a limb because of the skinwalker or something. Yeah. According to some lore, there are ways to take them down. The human form, while it is virtually impossible to kill a skinwalker in human form, there are magical ways to protect oneself and even to kill a skinwalker. Magic, as mentioned previously, if you are not a magician, now is the time. Now is the time to learn your magics. Skinwalkers are susceptible to the powers of magic. Also, a bullet dipped in white ash. In traditional Native American lore, the only way to kill a skinwalker in its animal form is to shoot it in the neck with a bullet dipped in white ash. Native Americans did not have guns for centuries while the skinwalker legend existed. This is likely embellishment or a modification of the tradition of burning white ash in areas suspected of having skinwalkers. The combustion from a gun may deliver a more direct anathium in an unwitting instance of accidental ingenuity. Hmm. And also, if you shoot it in the neck, most yes. things will die. Yeah. White ash or not. So aim for the neck, the jugular, if you're choking it out. It also reminds me kind of of the silver bullet for a werewolf. And that's what we're getting into next. Okay. Silver. Skinwalkers are vulnerable to and can only be killed by weapons made out of silver. So there's some contradictions in these. But if you're looking for a list of things to try, give that a shot. Let us know. Does the white ash work? Is it the silver weapon? Is it magic? And that brings us to our first commercial for colloidal silver. If you drink it in Skinwalker area, 
you are protected. There you go. And this, that is not a true commercial. That is not a true commercial. We do not stand by that. I do not support drinking colloidal silver. Christian has made it clear he does not support drinking colloidal silver. Do you even know what that is? I don't. Some like liquid silver? Kind of. Uh, that's what they say. I I don't. I forgot how they made it. I used to know, but it, it sounds like, uh, like uh, what do you call those? Those salesmen back in the day that would go around selling medicine oh that didn't work snake oil salesman yes exactly yes. classic well i did want to end this on ways to kill skinwalkers but i guess we can end it on colloidal silver that could work thanks christian i'm just putting it out there you said we wanted to help people it we makes do. We perfect do want to help sense people. yeah that if you had silver in your body the mimics or skinwalkers might might leave you alone yeah, or at, at worst case they kill you but they also die because they didn't realize you had silver in your body exactly there you go so you take one with you it's like like in yeah. call of duty when you you have that perk drop a grenade when they kill you classic move yep same thing so anyway that just about wraps up this episode again we we're going to be covering skinwalkers just pretty much whenever we get stories i love the topic i'm always really fascinated by it uh if you are listening to the show right now and you are i don't know even if you're native american or if you have stories of your own about these things or you've heard stories through friends or family grandparents we'd love to hear them give me native native american legends and mm. stories any day over that's right a lot of the new internet stories we get that is very true yeah so send those stories into the gang at the we'd love to hear from you guys again share the show on social media send us a screenshot of the you sharing it with the caption and in a week or two here christian and i are gonna pick a winner send you a beanie keep your noggin nice and warm during these colder months which we are experiencing over and over and over and over and over again it's such right. a treat being out here right now this year but a lot of the lower 48 is also experiencing it yes if there was ever a winter to have a sasquatch beanie it is this one so share the show with your friends be sure to rate and review itunes and apple podcasts and while you're at it follow us on social media at freaky pod on instagram facebook and youtube find us on tiktok at tft paranormal tell your friends guys if each and every one of our listeners shared the show with at least one person we'd be off to a bang and start for getting away from this kind of algorithm prison we're trapped in currently so help you boys out in the meantime we will catch you right back here next week where christian's going to be touching on haunted sports haunted sports so get your mouth guards in take up some space on that bench it's time don't forget your cup don't forget your cup. Definitely. I will share a story in the next episode where I forgot my cup and it wasn't a great time. Funny story. I don't really have one where I forgot it, but somebody else did. Hilarious. Next, there, somebody next else episode was me. And you can find all this cup humor and more in the next episode of the Freaky Deaky. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.